Hey guys, JJ here. The Minnesota Rundown is sponsored by the Better Edge app. Better Edge is a legal online social betting marketplace that you can use real money to wager that allows you to post and engage with other sports betting fans, place no commission positions in an online marketplace, compete in direct head-to-head challenges, compete in public or private betting competitions, and buy or sell positions, whether that be spread, over-under, money line at current market prices. Use promo code 10K at betteredge.com to get a free $5 when you sign up and verify your ID. Once again, that's 10K at B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E dot com to get a free $5. This is the Minnesota Rundown, presented by 10,000 Takes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Minnesota Rundown presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm, of course, your host, JJ Journalist Jake, where we talk about really everything Minnesota sports related in kind of a comedic, unique, whatever way that's hopefully different from every every other damn media that's talking about (laughs) sports. But whatever, we try to be different here. I want to welcome on our uh, very special guest, Alexis Pearson of the Bar Down Beauties podcast. Also has done some color commentary for the Minnesota Whitecaps and the NWHL. I think this is like your third appearance on one of our podcasts. So you're definitely one of our more recurring guests that we have on. And that's, I think, an achievement in some way. Yeah, I think it is the third. I did the first time that I was here was with Jesse, my co-host of Bardown Beauties. Um, we came in together and then I did one other one on my own. And then, yeah, I think this is the third one that I'm doing. So happy to be back and uh, always, always glad to be a part of whatever the heck you guys are doing over here. Yeah, whatever shenanigans we're into, we're <laughs> it's always, always something. <laughs> we're always getting into something. There's always issues, but today there was like no technical problems, so I'm actually very happy. I should knock on wood in some way because before I know it, my computer will just crash for no absolutely no reason. So I'm just I'm just glad you're you, you came in again, and I I, th- I think this episode we're definitely going to hit on. I, I think being with you have a lot of hockey knowledge yeah. and i think this is a episode where we can maybe dive deep into maybe a hockey centric maybe minnesota wild like mm-hmm. podcast i think that it's it's been other than we have our wild takes podcast um with dev and zooch and they do a great job but as far as us a lot of us here at 10,000 takes it's we realize we haven't really talked about the wild since the season has ended because <laughs> it's been uh, depressing it, it's depressing <laughs> yeah. like you go through a grieving period i feel <laughs> yeah. like like you don't want to talk about it like for me it's almost like when they get eliminated as much as I like watching the NHL playoffs. I almost can't watch the oh, next same. couple games. I'm like, yeah. they should be in it right now. So it still fuck hurts. This. Yeah. And you're like, but then you're like, and you kind of come around again. You're like, watch, you're like, damn it, this is good hockey right <laughs> yeah. now. But it's, it's, I think it's time to, I think it's time to start having an autopsy, op, autopsy, post mortem, and start discussing things revolving the, the wild. Yeah, it uh, it was definitely like, I don't know, the end of this season felt different, I feel like, than any other wild season. And I've been watching wild hockey religiously for as long as I can remember. And a lot of seasons have ended just like in bitter disappointment where you're like, oh, great, not again. Just another right. like copy cut paste uh, of exactly what happened the year before. This season was disappointing, uh, but for different reasons, I think, than, than before. And I think it was disappointing because it felt like so much more was possible with 
with previous wild teams, you didn't always feel like there was that possibility of like, oh, they could go far this season. It was kind of like, oh, I hope we win a playoff series or I hope they win a playoff game. Yeah. This season, it was like, wow, like I feel like this team is good. Like not not Stanley Cup winning good, but good enough to like really do some damage here in the playoffs. And especially, especially once you get to that game seven, it's like. Y'all should have just lost in game five because I, I, I was ready to accept defeat at that point. I was ready to just be like, there we go. Another five game playoff series. You push it to game seven and then you have the audacity to lose game seven. That's what really hurt. It's like you got my hopes up and then you just you just crushed me. Just That's not OK. Tear my heart out. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you No, Because I think they're what they were two and oh or three and oh in game sevens. Uh, they were undefeated they were like, they were in game undefeated. sevens. Undefeated. Yep. That just sucks. Yeah, because yeah. I think we were watch game five that I remember that was like. So brutal because, like, I think they outshot us like two to one. The Wild played yeah. so bad. Yeah, they played terrible <laughs> and they somehow scraped out a win. Like, this doesn't happen. This and then is you're like, so there's odd. no way they win game six right. after playing right. that way, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> and then they come out and just dominate. I'm like, okay, we're going to win game seven. Yeah. I was thinking that, but I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Okay, I got to slow down here. No, they're going to win the game. Like, you're just happy. Yeah. And then, like, I was in St. Paul for it and everything, and you're just like, this sucks. Yeah. But it, it, so yeah, I'm on the same boat in that it's, it did feel different because this team is different from yeah. the team that lost or went to the playoffs like six or seven years in a row mm-hmm. and got eliminated in two of the, or got eliminated in the first round four of six years. Yep. And when they did get eliminated, they lost, you know, been game five. Right. Yeah. And, or just <laughs> brutal fashion. And like yeah. this, they actually came back in a team like Vegas and you're like, wow, like this is incredible. Yeah. Like, and I thought going into the series, like, oh yeah, we want to play Vegas over Colorado any day yeah, of the you, week. You and me and everybody else, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> And then look what happens. Yeah. And then, and then Vegas and goes on and beats, uh, Colorado, Colorado. In, in six games does it does it does it make by I don't know by science or something since we pushed Vegas to game seven but Colorado only made it to game six we are therefore better than Colorado yeah yeah that's PEM does um yeah, yeah, yeah so there's some math there <laughs> logic um yeah I mean that's I think that was like just like one more stab into the wound, right? Yeah, it's that like sucked. you you lose and you you push it to game seven then you lose in game seven that De- devastating right you lose against the team that Everybody ex- wanted you to play, right? Wild yeah. fans were like, give me Vegas. We want to play Vegas. That's the team we can beat. We competed well against them all season. Uh, you know, had a winning record against them this season. Um, and historically, since the Vegas Golden Knights have been in the league, the Wild have played them really mm-hmm. well. So yep. I've kind of wanted them to play them in the playoffs, you know, for a while because I'm like, wow, they play this team well. So you get the team you want. You lose against the team that you wanted. And then you watch them go on and beat the team that everybody said was going to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, that yep, is that literally, it, it's literally so hard heartbreaking i don't even know how to explain it's it. the most minnesota thing ever. <laughs> it really is it's just it you you put, put you do push a series like that making it exciting but you're like oh no they're gonna get killed by colorado and sure enough that game one i know they had robin leonard in that but what was it like six nothing seven, seven one or yeah. something like it was that. like seven to like, one i this think this is gonna be laughable i'm gonna be laughing this whole series and yeah. then sure enough like vegas goes and wins uh four straight games yeah. after dropping the first two like what the hell like yeah. this is just like, what is this shit? Like, uh, I, okay, like, okay, there was part of me that was happy Colorado lost. Oh, I hate both of them. Because I hate Colorado. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And people did give me, like, despicable looks. Like, oh, you want Vegas to win? No, well, I want them both to lose. I just want them both to lose. Like, <laughs> yeah. I hate Colorado. Like, like I've hated them since, like, we went and I think we played them a couple times. We played in a them row a few times, in, like, yeah. 06, 07, around those year- years, like, back in the playoffs. Yeah. And when they had Peter Forsberg and all those guys. Yeah. And I'm like, no, fuck them. Like, seriously, yeah. I don't, I don't want to see Colorado win. But then again, I'm like, Vegas, damn it. Like, we went to game seven with them. Like, we could have... 
Does this mean we could have been in the Western Conference Finals? I don't know. I well, mean, and you know what's the craziest part is like when you think about the dynamics of it. Vegas Wild Series goes to seven games. Colorado freaking sweeps the the goddamn St. Louis Blues, yeah. right? So they're resting. They've got all right. the time to rest these superstar players. They are ready for Vegas. Vegas comes in after grinding out a seven game series against a team who fought back really hard to push it to Game Seven, gets the win. They move on to play Colorado. You'd think that if the odds already weren't in Colorado's favor, that would only help. The even more that Vegas yep. is not getting as much rest as them in between these series and especially the fact that you like you said you kill them in game one they yeah. put Leonard in and they get embarrassed in game one and somehow you didn't find a way to take advantage of that like that's that's just disappointing Mark yeah th- <laughs> what really I think what really kills it looking back to like that series is I think it was game three in St. Paul I think they were up two nothing weren't they up two nothing and then they oh, had, a, they had yep, a goal, called off uh, Erickson Eckel, which which was I, correct, which is correct. That was a correct call. But still, you're up two nothing, and they had the game there. Like, oh yeah, that would have been that would have won the series. And then they yeah. played the worst second period yeah. of their yeah. entire existence yeah. of all time. Like there's it's like, come on, there's no way anyone could ever play a worse second period than the Wild in that game. <laughs> it was just it was appalling, and you know it momentum. I think in in sports is so much bigger than people like to give it credit for sometimes. And they always say like, well, it's the players at the end of the day. It's like it is that is true, but like momentum is so huge. It's, yes, and there is a couple games in that Golden Knights series where the momentum just swung so hard one way that there was just no hope for the other team to come back from it. And that that game was one of them where, and like you said, it's the right call. It was offsides. Mm-hmm. The minute they replayed it, I was like, this is coming back. Yeah. That's too bad because the Wild played a great period yep. and a three-goal lead is going to do them a lot more um, than a two-goal lead. And you just hope that they can hang on, right? Mm-hmm. And and not only did they not hang on, but they sunk all the way to the bottom of whatever ocean they were swimming in in that game. And uh, I really think that was the turning point in that entire series. That the entire series turned after I, that goal. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, like it just just a call. I think there was like, uh, I I think we got killed in that in that game four in St. Paul. I think we lost like five one. But yep. th- there was like a, a goal that was <laughs> it was such bullshit. It was a goal called off on on Felino. Was yep. it Felino? Uh, he uh, he didn't score it. He was the person right, screening, screening that yep. and uh, interfered with Fleury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was one of the worst calls that I've ever seen in my lifetime. Like, no, listen, that call. What and we were all at your guys' yes. live oh, yeah, event, event, right? Yep. So we're all you know like. F- all these people are together post COVID where, you know, things are opened up and it's like, we haven't had something like this in so long. And so it was so exciting to be around everybody. You guys killed it at your event. It was such a beautiful day for weather, like just a great time. Mm -hmm. And you know, the wild are still in the series. It's only game four. And you're just thinking like, God, give us a good game so we can celebrate together. Yeah. Vegas scores, right? Mm -hmm. The wild responds super quickly with that goal and they replay it. And I think all of us knew in our hearts we were going to get screwed on that call. Yeah. I mean, right? You, so you knew the minute that it. they took more than 10 mm-hmm. seconds to look at that, that yep. they were going to turn that back. And I kept saying, I'm like, Marcus Foligno was so not interfering with him that he could have like shit straight out of his breezers and even his shit wouldn't have interfered yeah. with Marc-Andre Fleury. Like yep. that's how much he was minding his own business. And um, that game, again, turned on a dime yeah. the minute they called that back. And that one was the wrong call. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Wild ended up getting shut out in that game. Somehow still pushed it to a game seven after that. But man, it was yeah. it was a brutal couple of games there. Um, just watching the way things were swinging back and forth, and uh, some of the momentum shifts in those games were tough. And uh, yeah, that's where it's like, man, just just losing that game five, please don't don't it get was my like hopes just, up. Just like it's like torture almost. Yes. Like you're just torturing us. Just just kill me now. Like seriously, I don't, I'd rather just burn out than fade yeah. out. Like that was that was 
that that sucked because that game specifically, like it was like a big event. I wouldn't at least see a couple goals yeah. score for everybody. We to wanted cheer. to celebrate like, together. Was, yes, was, no, nope. Just that one goal, and then a, right away, refs are at the table, and people around us were like, "Oh no, there's no way they're calling this back." I'm like, "Oh no, in theory, there shouldn't be a way for them to call this back, but they're gonna call this back." Right, right, yeah. According to the rule did. book, they yes. shouldn't be called yeah, back. Which but... is, yeah, according to the rule book, yeah, yeah, that's not goalie interference. But but guess what? They're gonna call it back. I have no idea why, but they're going to call it back, and they're gonna ruin our night so yeah that that really sucked i feel like this is just like we're grieving their grieving yeah, therapy good. session because i've actually haven't talked about this myself like after like almost a month because it's always like i'm just gonna internalize it and yeah. be like oh, i'm done whatever but it's 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 over it's on to the the next season but uh speaking of now on to the actual playoffs that are occurring <laughs> right now i guess who do you want to win who you think will win the who was going to win the who's going to win the cup this year? Okay, well, I have a couple things to say about this. One for sure, not Vegas. I I don't even want them Fuck to go them. to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Um. I I have always kind of liked the Islanders. My co-host Jesse on Bardown Beauties is a big Islanders fan too. As far as like they've got a lot of Minnesotans, it's easy yep. to root Kel for Clutterbuck them. Love and Nick the guy. Lenny. Yes. Two guys that got Brock away. Nelson. I mean, yeah. you've you've got a handful of guys in there who are easy to root for. Matt Barzell is so fun to watch. Yep. Um. And uh, so I I've always kind of you know whenever the wild lose in the playoffs or if they don't make the playoffs i usually pick an east coast team to root for because i'm like we usually don't have animosity with them we don't even rarely hardly ever see them so i feel okay rooting for east coast teams um and so yeah i i I would love the islanders uh to make it to the stanley cup final i have no problem with tampa bay going again either Mm -hmm. i mean they're such a good team that i i wouldn't have a problem with them winning it um again but i I like to see it mixed up so i'm rooting for the islanders just because the bolts just won it last year i do love the idea of the 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 chaos that would ensue of the Montreal Canadiens making it to the Stanley Cup final because like they shouldn't even be in the playoffs and they shouldn't for sure be playing this far into the playoffs. Yeah, I weird. kind of like the idea of them just taking it all the yeah. way. So I, I wouldn't be mad if the Canadians um, um, make it. I mean, at this point, you've got three out of the four remaining teams ha- have won a handful of Stanley Cups in their in mm-hmm. their careers in the um, NHL. Um, but I would rather have one of those three teams win another one, hang another banner, than see Vegas hang even one banner in their uh, arena. So that that would feel so unfair. Like you look back on Vegas specifically, they their first year as a team. Their first year as a team, expansion draft and everything, they're like an all-star team. They go yeah. to the Cup for the first time in their first year ever. Yeah. And then you look at the Wild, who have never been to even appeared in a Stanley Cup. Yep. The North Stars made it twice. And lost. they made, <laughs> and they lost both times, yep. very Minnesota-like. But they, And then you have Vegas Golden Knights literally making the playoffs every year that they've been a, a franchise, I believe, so yeah. far. Made it to the Cup. Yep. Now they're in the Western Conference Finals, and they're competing for a Cup. Yeah. No, I don't want to see them win it. Like I'd rather see, uh, see uh, yeah, I'd rather see any other team win it. I don't care about yep. Montreal yep. Uh, or Tampa Bay or the Islanders. Like I would actually like to see the Islanders win. I mean, yeah. it's been, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, when was the last time they've, They've won a cup. Probably well, the they 70s went on their or... run in the 80s, okay. and they won four cups in the 80s. And then since then, I can't remember off the top of my head if they've won another one, but it's definitely been I... a little while. If it's if it's happened since the 80s, it's been a while um, since it happened. Well, I, yeah. um, the Bolts won it last year, and then yep. they won it in like 04. Oh, oh, yeah, Martin St. Louis. Yep. I remember, yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I would be fine with that. And my dad and I were talking about this the other night because we watched the, um, the last game between the Habs and the um, Golden Knights. And he was like, listen, I'm not rooting for the Golden Knights. But he's like, I hated the Canadians growing up because they won so many freaking Stanley yeah. Cups. I'm like, it's been like 50 years. Like, it's, I'd rather have them yes. win another one than ha- they've sucked for so long. Like, 
I plus I love Carey Price, so I would right. like to see him win Me one, um, win another. It, you know, with the with the Canadians, but yeah. So I don't know. I just like the thing that makes me mad about the Golden Knights. Uh, a lot of things. First of all, like they've they've caused me a lot of trauma and their yes. short existence in my life. A lot of sleepless nights. <laughs> but uh, the thing that makes me mad is is people saying like being like blown away by the fact that they've done so well. It's mm. like they literally got to cherry pick. Handpick yep. the ripest fruit of every single team, other than like the superstars of superstars, and put them on their team. Of course, they're going to be freaking good. Yes. Of course, they're going to be good. Like this isn't like they took like fourth liners and farm farm team right. guys. They took second and third liners. Who the only reason they're playing on those lines is because they're superstars playing on the first line on those teams. Like so, I just when people make that argument where they're like, "Well, I don't get how Vegas is so good. It makes no sense." It's like, no, it does though. Right. <laughs> like, no. Break it down for a second. It, pe- people think. Just because they're a first-year team, they're automatically going to be bad. Like, well, they ideally, I think that's what people predicted because they're all they're all new guys. But yeah. I was looking at their roster before the season. I'm like, this team is not going to be bad. Like, yeah. this is kind of bullshit, though. Like, I don't know why the NHL doesn't instill some sort of rule where they allow teams that protect more players yeah. or or they're required to go into a team's farm system and pick up a couple prospects right. or something <laughs> like that because it's when the wild joined back in 2000, it was so I mean, different. It was so different. <laughs> and like, you had another team to pick with. Yeah. So it's like, if you're going to only have one team, you, you got to make it fair. Cause yeah. honestly, like I'm scared with Seattle that they're going to come in. They're going to have another all-star. Team. Oh, they will. And they're they going to, they will like, because the rules aren't any different. Right. right? The like same it's, thing. Yeah. I, I was looking at like the production uh, rules again. I'm like, wow. Like this is like, yeah, it's like, it's like something like seven skaters and a goalie or like, yep. or like, 10 or eight players overall or like yep. six skaters and a goalie or something like, that's, that's less than half of your team that you're allowed to protect which is right. like okay yes that's a handful of people that you can protect but when you think about the overall makeup of the team like I don't know it just doesn't seem fair that a team starting from scratch can and maybe this is just my bitterness talking right. I, I can admit that it, that could be my bitterness talking um, but it just seems like a crazy concept that you can just go and say, I want this person, this person, this person, and uh, say goodbye to all of your second liners. They're mine now. And uh, good luck, everybody. Like, I just I don't understand it. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see what Seattle does and what they're able to do, like with the roster that they put together, because we're not too far removed from that Vegas expansion no. draft. And so, like we said, the rules are the same. You know, everything is the same there. And so I wonder if they're going, I mean, you know, everyone for the rest of history is going to compare these two teams because they've been created only a handful yep. of years apart with the same you know circumstances surrounding each of these teams and um, so I, I am interested to see what happens with Seattle if they can put together as strong of a team as Vegas was able to do mm-hmm. but man it just seems unfair it just seems it sucks and I I, I and I think I think you've t- talked about this before with the Alex Tuck situation <laughs> but where the wild are without having uh, you know a uh, no, a number one center yeah. or a player like that to really fuse the team together. Like it just sucks seeing him just go down there and just yeah. kick ass and on the wild. Yeah. Like or against the wild. Yeah. It's just, it's, 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 it's insane. And I remember we curious, I curiously looked up or like when I was here with some other 10 K guys, we looked up, you know, during the season, like, Oh yeah. Didn't he play like a year or two here? Like I, I remember he yeah. played and I think he played in like 2017, the 2017 playoffs, I think against St. Louis or something like that. And seeing him in a wild jersey is so weird yeah because you've just been so used to seeing him in the vegas jersey like kicking ass down there it's just like it's kind of depressing so i'm it's it's scary to see like with seattle what they're gonna are they gonna are they gonna kill the wild again in some way like are they gonna hurt them you know 
like Vegas did. Yeah. Because like I'm scared about that. Like who do you who do you think they're going to? Or I mean, who do you think they're going to snag from from the wild? Um, I mean, I think the names that everybody's talking about is Matt Dumba, Jordan yeah. Greenway, um, possibly somebody like Kevin Fiala, um, or a guy like Cam Talbot or Kakinen, yeah. one of the goalies. Um, and. I mean, obviously, I don't know what they're thinking in Seattle. I don't know what their their plan is, but I'm trying to think of who the Wild might expose and therefore right. who Seattle might end up taking. Um, I am adamant and have been adamant about this since the beginning that I do not want Matt Dumba gone from this Minnesota Wild team. I he I know he's been the talk of trade rumors for a long time. For like, I swear, four or five forever. Years. You it's put the insane. poor guy probably yes. is just on edge yeah. all the time. I um, so I I know that there's been a lot of talk surrounding that, so it's an easy one to kind of go to and be like, oh. What if they take Matt Dumba? Um, but my adamant uh, you know, stance on this has only solidified after this season, uh, and this is the reason why. Matt Dumba, high-energy guy, right? Mm, the kind yep. of guy you want in your locker room, the kind of guy you want to play next to because you know he's got your back and you know he's going to bring the energy night after night. Now, the biggest knock that people have on Matt Dumba is that he's a high-risk, high-reward kind of guy. So yes. he'll take those chances, and he won't always make the right play, but he's always going to go down trying, right? Yep. Like, he's always going to give you his best effort. He's very aggressive. Very like, aggressive, yes. yeah. uh, very offensive, and, um, you know, like I said, he takes big risks. But when he's playing well, man, is he fun to watch, yeah. and he is a, a very important piece of that Minnesota Wild team. But the Wild locker room and their overall culture, I think, shifted a lot this last season. They got a lot younger. Younger, they turned into this more of a high energy team, this team that felt like anything was possible. Um, and it just felt like they had so much more faith in themselves and were very comfortable with themselves. And I don't think we've seen a wild team like that if maybe ever, but at least not for a long time. And the kind of culture they turned into is the kind of culture Matt Dumba has as a hockey player all on his own. So you take that guy out of the locker room, you're kind of taking a few steps back there uh, as far as what you've built in that locker room. And I don't know if that's a good idea for the Wild right now. Now, listen, I love Jordan Greenway. I think he's a fantastic player. He took a, a big step forward this season. He is so fun to watch. I mean, that man can throw down full-grown men with one hand, and I love it every single time. I love watching that guy play. Um, but I will say I would rather have Seattle take a guy like him um, than a guy like Matt Dumba. And um, I would hate to play against Jordan Greenway. He's the kind of – I say this all the time. I'm like, listen, like – I'd be okay with him not being on this team, but I would hate to play against him. Um, but that's the guy right now that uh, at this point in time that I'm most comfortable with Seattle possibly taking. I'd be okay with them taking a netminder as well, either Talbot or Kakinen. Um, it's it's hard to really judge Kakinen at this point because he got you know he's he was a rookie, got a small handful of games, played really well for about ten games, and then played terrible at the end of the season. So it's really hard to judge him. Um, and Talbot, I think, turned into the kind of player. Uh, you know, exceeded a lot of people's expectations, but I would be okay with maybe one of those guys getting taken out as well. Um, but yeah, we'll see what the wild decided to do. They've got a lot of contracts they have to either let go of or, or, um, you know, solidify here in the off season and what they do with all of these guys that need to get signed or need to get let go, I think is going to determine how they, you know, protect who they protect, uh, for the expansion draft. Yeah, and I, I kind of like going on the Matt Dumba stuff. Like I kind of picture, I kind of take the Matt Dumba, and compare it with like the Kirk Cousins yeah. kind of Kirk Cousins hatred because I feel like you got to really defend him because there's a lot yeah. of people that really 
just don't like don't Matt like Dumba. him. Yeah, they just hate him. Even though he's a great player, I know <laughs> yeah. he's made some mistakes, but I mean, who hasn't? I yeah. feel like he's under a, a microscope, and people just point him out as a guy because they want to trade him to go get yeah. their player that's just never going to come here. So he's he's been a great asset to the team. He's an aggressive offensive defenseman yep. that can get in there and great get great shots, great yeah. opportunities. I think you got to keep a guy like him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm curious to see in this expansion draft. I think they're not going to because wasn't it? Isn't the reason that I, th- I thought I remember this, but when Vegas, we gave Alex Tuck to Vegas is because they wanted Dumba, but then we made yes. a deal with them. Yeah, so we gave yeah. them some picks and we gave them Tuck and we said, hey, stay away right, from him. Right. This is who you can have instead. So yeah, you can do that. You know, you can yes. bargain like that and say, listen, yeah, exactly. I know this is who you want, but I'll give you this instead. Yeah. Uh, that worked out so well for the wild last time. But uh, yeah, that's I mean. And that's the thing. Matt Dumba is a sought-after defenseman. He's still early en- yeah. early enough on in his career where he could have a long career somewhere else if he signed somewhere else. I do think he loves playing in Minnesota, though. I mean, you, you look yep. at you look at the way he talks about the city and this yep. place and what he does for the community. Um, and I think he truly loves being here. So I think that helps a team a lot when you have a player like that who really loves playing where they're playing because they don't want to leave. Um, you know, think about compared to talk about you know people that the wild fans want to get a guy like Jack Eichel who hated yes. Buffalo, yeah. right? Eric yep. Stahl who hated Buffalo. Yeah. Oh Sir. yeah. You can see that in his video. Hey, uh, I'm happy to Never seen an athlete more depressed. It's like you, you look, you're like, Oh no, he's just being stoic. And no, he's, he's pissed yeah. and depressed right now. Like that's the same kind of thing. Yeah. It goes both ways, right? When a player hates where they're playing, whether it's the city or the community or whatever, it's easier to get them out of there. When a player loves where they're playing, it's hard to, to get them to go somewhere else because they want to be where they are. So I think there's a lot of things working in the wild's favor to keep Matt Dumba here um, but it's going to be hard because you know teams are going to want him I, I think he's going to be sought after as far as trades go in the offseason and Seattle's probably mm-hmm. going to want him so yeah. it's going to be tough but uh, I, Bill Guerin I think is a good negotiator a good talker and uh, can get the wild what they need if they if he needs them to Billy G Billy G love the guy man. dude I, I love what he's <laughs> been doing he's such a like he has such a like a no give a shit attitude oh, he's yeah. here. he just he lets people go like oh I know people will be pissed off and let him go I don't care like <laughs> yeah. dude, Nick like any other GM, like, well, we're going to keep him here. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. He does great. No, he's not good here. Like, we got to just start making cuts yeah. here. Like, with uh, with Charlie Coyle. Oh, that was more of a Paul Fenton. Yeah. But still, getting rid of guys, like, people were so upset. Like, well, I love Charlie. Oh, that just doesn't, that doesn't win you, that doesn't win you it's a championships. It's, it's just like going back to Case Keenum and the Vikings. Mm-hmm. He's not going to win you. He's not going to win Super Bowl. Oh, I loved him. It was it. no. That's just nothing. Do to you do love with that. losing too, or do you do you yeah. want to get someone out here who's going to help you win? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like this is this is what it's all about here. Yeah. Like, and this is, goes back. This is like the wild. Like it's it's a business here, and you got to start making moves. And Billy, I I, I trust him. I think he's going to make the right moves, even if it could seem controversial. Yeah. If it does seem kind of controversial, and people are going after on Twitter after him, maybe it's a good move. Honestly, you I want to know the people on Twitter who've won as many Stanley Cups as Bill Guerin has. Yes. Like, let me know what ideas you have, because yeah. yeah, I'm going to take well, your advice over Billy's. You, you, yeah, you get some dumbass or twelve year old come out of the works. I've won like five Stanley Cups in my GM franchise in yeah, NHL okay. 21. It's like. Dude, that it's. I would have made this move, but it's like, come on, man. Like, my would, dad loves to read the Facebook uh, comments on oh, the yeah. wild pages. He's like, God, the people on these pages. I'm like, why do you even do that to yourself? Like, those people are on a whole other. They're, they're in so their stupid. own world. They're, <laughs> they're, they're in their like, own world. Their their education is just so ass backwards. Like it's well, uh, uh, the way they think about things. Like yeah. the people that actively comment on social media in general. Like we posted yes. a funny video back when. 
Mar- we drafted Marco Rossi back when the draft was like last October or September or uh-huh. whatever. And he's from Austria. And we made like a, a, a funny mix or mix video where as soon as it said from Austria, Marco Rossi from Austria or whatever, he's the yeah. first third Austrian born player to make it in the draft in NHL or yeah. whatever. And then we just mix, we just cut in that scene opening scene from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. If you know where he's like, oh, Austria. Well then, you know, that, yeah. that stuff. And people thought that was like a hate video on him. Like, why are you ripping on him? Well, he's ripping on him. He's going to be one of the best players in the world. I'm like, how do you take this as like a video to, that we're ripping on the guy? People like, who don't know how to uh, take humor like should yeah. not be on social media. You just no. shouldn't because if you can't take it, you're going to be miserable because you won't find anything funny. And yes. you're going to waste all of your energy trying to figure out if something that's funny is, is actually making sense to you. It's right. like, just don't even waste your time. Don't waste our time because we don't want to deal with the comments about it. Like, just like go do something else. <laughs> exactly. And especially in Minnesota, in the Minnesota sc- space with how our sports teams are. Oh, yeah. People just automatically just want to find something to be pissed about yeah. like a player or a GM or whatever and they're just making really bad takes yeah. or accusations at people it's like what do you from here like it's like just be jokingly self-deprecating like yeah. the rest of us and move on with your day like yeah. we we can all make jokes about our pain you are taking it way yes. too seriously just yeah it's yeah, it, or like like literally threats or actual yes. like i should be the gm and i could make this move it's like oh uh, no not yeah really. or it's like did you see what happened with mitch marner in uh, toronto no maple leafs fans were like literally tearing into the guy about his like entire existence it wasn't even after hockey the, anymore after they, uh, after they yeah, lost yeah they were like basically and people were like you guys need to stop like that's not okay like they were commenting on his instagram like you yeah. suck you shouldn't play hockey it's like you you are doing way too much this poor kid is tr- he's it's not like he's not trying <laughs> like, right exactly I like can't, they, you can be mad about a player not playing well but like there's a certain point where you just stop and you've said what you've said and like that's it you don't need to come at their life you don't need to like tell them to pick a different sport to play like it's just i don't know it was you know it's it, i get it because you know places like this we love our sports we love our hockey Very here especially passionate. we're yep. passionate um and it's easy to get carried away but it's like there's a difference between critiquing the way somebody's playing and being an asshole and there's like a fine line there and a lot of people do not understand where that line is and they just take it way too far yeah it's just like it's just like the fan and i'm very guilty of this when i'm <laughs> at a game or something you're just like shoot shoot yeah. It's like, well, I'm not on the ice, so right. I don't know. But it, like, I'm I'm so guilty of that. And I get pissed off when people yeah. do that. I'm like, wait, I do that all the yeah. I do that all the time. It's easy to get caught up in it, but that's yeah. way more harmless than some of the stuff other people right. do. Right? Like yeah. literally, like death threats. Yeah. Like I'm going to kill you. Like Blair Walsh. Insane. Like when, when he when he missed that kick in like the 27 yarder or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Bad. <laughs> I mean, you can be pissed off. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But you can't be you can't be sitting there saying like Blair Walsh, I'm going to kill you, man. You're dead, or yeah. like, I'm going to kill this guy. Like. What are you doing? Like this is this is still sports. Like he's still a human being. Exactly. Like, calm the fuck down. Like, like you can say like Blair Walsh. That was a terrible play. Yeah. That's okay. You can say that it sucked. Yeah. It, whatever. But like yeah, there's stop it at sports. You're, Don't you're, take it to their family. Don't <laughs> like it's it's yeah. How does their livelihood have to have anything to do with this? And I've even I've seen some brutal shit at like Kirk Cousins. Like just. It's like, yeah. oh my gosh, like, have you seen, like, the guy is so nice. Like, why are you going after his personality here? You can criticize his play all right. you want, but people are like, going to, oh, yeah, he just, he, he, like, he cooks or grills in tube socks and sandals. That guy's a fucking dick and blah. It's like, yeah. why are you, 
why it's it's it, it's we're it's, supposed to be nice here in minnesota so yeah. be nice be critical you can be upset but be nice like yeah. Un- unfortunately on the t- on the on the social media space that's just not not the yeah. case very very it can be very toxic yeah but it's very entertaining for us who are i think would be more sane to sometimes look at these because yeah as long as we're not getting pissed off about it we can look at it and laugh at laugh, it like, oh yeah. wow this is this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my life so but yeah, thanks you. Thank you all. They're all you people who are stupid on social media. Give us a laugh every day. We so. just filled ten minutes of content talking yes, about it. So for thank sure. you. Yeah, thank you so much. Like you're, you're trying to get under our skin. No way. Yeah. No, we we love it. Like in fact, it's it's the opposite. But uh, I going back to uh, getting back on track. Here. Um, uh, so talking about like the expansion draft too, like Jordan Greenway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would you suck? I, I always compare him like a tight end on ice. Like that mm, guy is unbelievable. Yeah. Like, and I think he almost such... has like too much body to that he knows what to do with. Yeah. Sometimes. You know, yes. it's like he doesn't yes. even know what he's capable his of. His reach is crazy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like his stick is like I'll like I noticed it like if I remember playing like NHL like uh-huh. on Xbox. Like I'm like this guy is like he's a great like. I know it's it's a video game here. People are like, oh, it's a fucking video game. Shut up. But no, it's like I could. You, they they try to model it after. Right. Obviously, he's a he's got. He's he's got a lot of body mass there, yeah. and sometimes even in the game while you're playing it on NHL or seeing him in the game, like it seems like he's he's just it. Yeah, it seems like he sometimes just has too much for what he thinks he has. Like I don't know, and it's sometimes a little all over the place. But yeah, he is. Uh, um, I mean, the guy is just a beast. Like he yeah. can get into people's face. He can, he just gets him drills people on the yeah. ice. He's got that Derek Bugard esque, you yeah. know, attitude. They're the same with like Marcus Foligno too. Yeah. But having those two guys out there, like the the Wild have missed having these grinders, these big mm-hmm. guys that can really get in people's faces, stir up stir up controversy, get people pissed off. And like the last ten years since Derek Bugard, having those two on the ice is so yeah. entertaining. Yeah. Well, and hockey has started to move away from that. You know. Everyone always says like bring bring violent make hockey violent again or you know whatever yep. like that like hockey yep. is moving away from the agitator role it's moving away from fighting it's you know all of that is is much more under control than it was when Derek Bugard played and even you know before that in right. the earlier days of hockey um, and I think I've even talked about this on your guys's podcast mm-hmm. before but I say it all the time I love you know the the violence in hockey yep. as far Preach. as like I love the I love getting in people I love when they get in each other's grills I love the fight. I love the, you know, I, I love all of that, right? Yep. Like, and you need to be do it safely. There's yeah. a right way to fight and there's a right exactly. way to check. And I'm not saying, you know, like knock the guy's head off. Yeah, but right. I yeah. love that aspect of hockey. I think it's part of what makes it so much fun. I, I love watching players like that play. They're so good at what they do. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's because it's going away that the guys who do play like that still become so much more valuable because yeah. not every team has guys like mm-hmm. that anymore. Whereas it used to be every player on the team was like that. You had to have that aspect to your game. Otherwise, yep. you weren't going to make it in the NHL. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, Marcus Foligno and, and guys like Jordan Green- Greenway and uh, people like that. It's just, I mean, they they have, they add so much to a game. And yes, you need skill to win. Yes, you have to score goals to win. You need good goaltending. You need all of that. But I I firmly believe that that aspect of, of a team is just as important as anything else because sometimes you need to win games uh, with guys like that yeah. controlling the game. And yeah. so that's just how it is sometimes. And they're they're good at what they do. And so yeah, I I want more guys like that in in the hockey sphere. You, you need you need there. Okay, so I know that there's the entertainment factor of it. Like that's yeah. awesome for fans. But like I definitely actually think like. When you see some of these, when the Wild went on their skid over like the last decade, like uh-huh. when they had their 
you know, their normal team under Chuck Fletcher yep. and like the Coil and, all, and Parisi and all that. They just looked, they had some great teams, but yep. I think why they lost in a lot of those games and those series is they went up against teams that were just bigger than they'd them. They'd wear you down. They just, yeah. they're just so much bigger. Like I remember when that, uh, Winnipeg series oh, in 2018. God, yeah. like, they got they, grinded into the ground just, in that series. Just the size differential. Like they, Patrick Laine is big even. And, and, yeah. and Dustin Bufflin was still playing. And, and Blake Wheeler was was still out there. And um, that's his name, Blake Wheeler, yep, right? Yep. Okay. I've always, I always screw up <laughs> on his first name sometimes. So, But like guys like that, they're huge. They're not only good, but they, yep. they get in your face, they knock you down. And then a player's down on a, on a rush. You know, just little things like that. Getting physical in people's faces. It's... It, I think it controls the game, and having yeah. guys like that, even a Felino and Jordan Greenway, it does does bring an old school aspect back to it. But it does give yourself a physical advantage, I think, on the ice, and can turn the tides a little bit in a game. But I think I think going back to the violent aspect, I think I think some people actually think like. Players are like it's not like players are taking off their skates. Yeah, and this like isn't trying Happy to like Gilmore. People. Yeah, no, this is not. Yeah. Don't watch that movie. You think that's how fighting yeah. goes? Although that would be kind of cool in a way. <laughs> but like, I think what first got me in uh, into hockey in general was, I mean, obviously like playing it and stuff. But the first time I wa- went to a game with my dad, I saw a fight and I saw blood on the ice. Yeah, and I'm like, holy shit! Like this is this is awesome. I'm like a yeah. seven year old kid. And I'm like, I'm at a sporting event where there's blood and people fighting. Yeah. Like I'm just used to going to a twins game, which are nice, but <laughs> family friendly, but it's more family friendly baseball. Yeah. It's slower. And I'm at this game and people are punching each other. I'm like, yeah. hell yeah. Let, let's go. This is awesome. And then obviously since then it's kind of tapered off a little yeah. bit, but it's, it's getting back there. I think there's, I feel like it's gone up a little bit in the last couple of years yeah. in the league with a guy like Flino, but then around the league, you got some other you know, enforcers around, around, you know, still, still getting in people's faces, but yeah. it's, it's definitely not only entertaining, but it's, it does help a team physically. It gives them an advantage in a way. Well, and I think there's pl- players nowadays, um, you know, to your point of it's kind of starting to rise back to having more of that in the game um, than in recent years. But I think players like the skilled players are starting to learn how to also be an agitator without yep. losing their skill. Right. Think mm-hmm. about a guy like Jules Eriksenek, right? Yep. That guy is one of the smaller guys on the ice. He's pretty quiet. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to punch you in the face at the faceoff circle. Mm-hmm. He's not even going to get into a fight. Yep. But that guy is going to agitate you to the point where he's going to throw you off your game. And yep. that's that's also an agitator, you yep. know, that you don't have to throw you don't have a to punch. Be big or right. anything, per se, you know. <laughs> and you don't have to be, you know, violent, physically violent, but getting under the opponent's skin, that's all part of, of what makes, you know, a game aggressive and physical yes. and gets guys going and, and, you know, causes scrums after whistles and all of that. So that I think you're seeing more and more skilled players who their game is skill or their game is whatever are learning that aspect of hockey where it's like, oh, I could be an agitator too, or I could be aggressive or I can be this and still score goals and still stick to my game, uh, but provide a little bit more, you know, bolster that that roster a little bit where I can also do this. And it's not just someone like Marcus Foligno or not just someone like Jordan Greenway. Um, And so, yeah, I, I think that's and, you know, a guy like that is more valuable when you're talking about trade. And we're yep. talking about drafts. It's like if you can see that they can do everything, that's going to add more value to value to your team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like you said, it, it's not, you know, going happy Gilmore and taking mm-hmm. the skate off and stabbing yeah. people. That's not what we're talking about. Or, or, or players <laughs> going into into the crowd and fighting fans. Yeah, or that happened. I'd be fine day. with them bringing that back, That'd to be, be honest. Awesome. Those are all, I love watching those videos. Um, <laughs> great. I'm like, wow. I shout out to the fans though, yeah, who are know, down right? down for the cause. Yeah, you like you like. I remember seeing those videos. Like they're totally in on it. The fans are like totally for it. Like let's fucking go. They yeah. don't run away. Like let's go. Let's go. It's going this far. Let's do it. Yeah. But no, it's not getting to that. Point. <laughs> but um, no, it's 
it's also like another thing. Yeah, you don't have to be physically, but it's about the chirps. Yeah. The chirps on the ice can get sometimes yeah. get under players' skins. Like I've seen all those videos of of players being mic'd up or whatever. It's yeah, like I love watching. Yeah, those. weren't you? Weren't like there's little ones like you know, uh, or like why do you keep talking, man? You play in the minors for three fucking yeah. years, but go back down or whatever. Yeah. You know, shit like that, and it's just little shit like that. They almost should have like a chirp tracker for oh, a, a, chirp sta- a chirp stat. Like what is their best chirp? They're gonna like judge or get their player based on based <laughs> on their best chirp. What's gonna get under players' skin? Yeah, you know. Well, even like guys like speaking of players that aren't usually don't look like they're going to be agitators, but even Kirill Kaprizov. Oh, yeah. He got he, in people's faces, too. He threw some heavy hits yeah. this year. Yeah, he got him like, whoa, I'm, I'm like, Kirill, calm down. Nobody hurt him. Injured, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't want you to beat don't up pull a face, muscle. man. Seriously. But yeah. guys like that even, like, uh, by all means, like, his skill set, and if he can be also, like, a guy that yep. gets under people's skins, like, I think Ovechkin has done that oh, successfully. Yeah. Yep. And he's, look at him, but I think Kirill Kaprizov, I mean, this is my Minnesota bias could be talking here, but he could even be better than Alexander Ovechkin. Haters, come at me. But uh, it's, it's possible. It's, yes. At this point, it's possible, right. right? I mean, Alex Ovechkin is towards the on the latter half of his career. Kirill Kaprizov is obviously just starting, right. but you never know. I mean, and you look at, you know, look at a guy who is skilled like Kirill Kaprizov or Alex Ovechkin. Let's just use those two since we just talked about right. him. But take two other superstars in the league, somebody like Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. Those guys time and time again get shit on for, for you know, running away from fights, yeah. running away from the physicality. It's like, I don't wa- like watching you for that reason. Like, give me more. Give me some passion, right. you know? Yes, you're talented. Yes, you can put the puck in the back of the net. Yes, you're all superstars. But I want to watch a guy like Kirill Kaprizov who's going to run laps around you, score mm. a goal, and then throw a check when yeah. you look at him the wrong way. Yeah. That's exactly. the kind of guy I want playing on my team. Yes. So yeah, just the whole package. Yeah, and he's just he's that he's that kind of guy. Well, what do you uh, speaking of Kaprizov? What do you think of all the B? Have you seen all the BS reports oh, yeah, that he's yeah, he's yeah. going back to the yeah. KHL? I'm like, dude, he's in Moscow for like a family <laughs> gathering or wedding or something. A wedding, yeah. Like that. I'm like, when pe- people were like freaking out on like Twitter and everything. I'm like, yeah. this is this ain't gonna happen. Well, you know what's funny is I was like making jokes about it on yeah. Twitter, and I had some people commenting like, it's literally just trade bait. Like they're using it as. Neg- I'm like, I know, I'm making a joke. Like, right. Uh, back to right. people right. commenting. It's stuff. like you're taking this way to your joke. Over your head, like, you know? am I a little worried? Yeah, because yeah. anything is possible. He's but I'm like, the good player, and we're right. Minnesota, so. But I'm like, it's it's a joke. Like, I right. I get you know whatever negotiating and all of that. But I mean, it it is stressful, and I understand why Minnesota people are freaking out about mm-hmm. this because we do get shit on time and time again by things happening. Players getting Bad traded, luck. seasons ending, teams getting moved to freaking Dallas. I mean, it's like it it sucks, right? And yep. I understand that when something like this happens, Minnesota fans literally hit the panic button. Yep. You know, it, it's the 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 gif, the meme of SpongeBob running around with everything on fire with things flying out of filing yep. cabinets. That's what the inside of our head looks like when we get the first sniff of possible bad news when it comes to sports. Um, but yeah, I mean, his options are resign with the Wild or go back to the KHL. Mm-hmm. And I I really would be genuinely surprised if he went back to the KHL, yeah. right? Like, I know that's a really good league as well. Mm. He lit it up at the KHL. Um, but I think the reason, obviously the reason that it's coming out is because the Wild wanted to try to sign him to a long-term contract, right? Lock mm. him up for as long as for you like can. like eight years, yep. wasn't it? Yeah. Well, that would be term. That, right, that, so right. they wanted to get him on this team for as long as they they mm. literally can within the guidelines of signing players yep. in the NHL. Yep. Um, and Kaprizov was saying, you know, I don't want that. I want short term. Mm. 
because I want the option to go somewhere else if you can't build a good enough team around me. And I respect that. Yeah, I do too. The kid is like, damn good. You don't don't waste your, your time. Right. <laughs> I, I, you shouldn't be here four or five years down, no. the ro- down the road and we're just still the same team we are yes. now, you know, just yep. kind of like making the playoffs and all this. Well, good for him. And people can't get pissed at him for no. that. Like, like oh, if that's you, you want to waste right. your time playing for a team who can't build around you, right. I understand it. Right. You, you want to be a player, like if you're that good, I want to win a cup eventually. Yep. I know it's not all about winning, but it kind of is. Like you want to win a championship. And if that should be the punishment, like that's our ticking time bomb yeah. with the wild. If we're not, if we're not good enough in three or four years to build around this awesome player, one of the best player players that we've ever had yeah. in Minnesota hockey history, you, we don't deserve to have them. We don't deserve. Them. No. And that's the thing. It's like, this is where the wild management, Bill Guerin and company need to get their shit together. Do whatever. Like, this is one of the things I tweeted. Liquidate my assets. Give the man what he wants. Yep. Do what he says. Get him the players he wants. Take my money. Take my car. Take my apartment. I yep. don't care. Right? Yep. I, I just give him what he Take needs. some of my money. Like, you can take a ha- few of my paychecks. Yeah, literally. I'll donate. They you should can start to go fund me. You can take my couch. And yeah. everybody knows what I went through right. to get that you, damn and couch. And you can just steal this one. I'll steal this one. Yeah. It was already part of the plan mm-hmm. anyway. Yep. So, yeah, it's, it's like you need to do, you know, it's I I'm about to call Russia and be like put Putin on the phone yes. like I I need to what what does he want tell me I yeah. will give it to him so make this happen this is gonna be a good test for the wild this is gonna be a good test for Bill Guerin we know this guy yep. knows what he's doing now do what you need to do okay don't let these years go to waste sign him to three or four years yep. give him what he needs uh, you know for money and then build a team around him yep. and and you know it's I understand he wants a top center we all do Kirill we hear you okay mm-hmm. we've been begging for it too and and yes Victor did a lot of good things with him you know he did what he could mm-hmm. and and you know they he played with some good players and they made things happen but he wants to win a Stanley Cup and everyone's making the argument all year oh he's 24 he shouldn't be uh, eligible for Calder okay that's so bad that's the dumbest it's dumb dumbest take on ever but here's what I'm here's where I'm gonna use it in an argument for him right he's already 24 mm-hmm. he doesn't want to waste his youth mm-hmm. you know he's not 18 nope He's not like a Nathan McKinnon who's in his ninth season. Austin Matthews, Sidney Crosby, right? right? He He's already in his mid-20s, so I understand. You are one of the best players that have come through this organization. You you could be one of the best players to play in the NHL, and you want to win a damn cup. Mm-hmm. So, Billy, whatever you got to do, give it to Kirill because we want what he wants. So that's what I think about I, it. <laughs> I, 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 tr- I trust Billy Garen. Yeah. I, I, I'm hoping he can guarantee a signing with, with Kirill Kaprizov. But I, I think... Uh, I, well, because Kirill, I, he didn't he say in a press conference that he's, he likes it here. He right? does, yeah. He likes it here. Which, so, that could be lip good. service, but right. I really do think he's enjoyed I, his time. Yes. I mean, I he, think you could tell. He's given a lot of smiles. Yep. He seems to be enjoying it here. He's really good buddies with Zuccarello, obviously. Yep. He came up in that press. Matt like, Dumba. Yeah, Matt yeah. Dumba. They all love him. They all want to stay here. Yeah. Like, and then, I mean, where's Zuccarello on his deal? He's in, what does he have, two years left? Uh, or a year left? A years? year left, I think. A year left? Yeah. Okay, wow. That's That time has flown on that contract. Yeah. I'm hoping that... That you know he's just get you got to get something done. Yeah, like this is this is he is like the player. You can't like I think they're gonna at least sign him. They're not gonna let him go. Uh, you know when he was only we had all this hype around him for five years. Yeah, only played for what was you know a shortened season. Yep. And then they let him go somehow. No, they're yeah. gonna, they're going to lock it down in some way. It just depends on how long. But I'm more worried about what they do after, right? right? Like I think they're yes. going to sign they're going to sign him to right. a contract. But now show me what you're going to do yeah. and do it quickly because I don't want to waste yes. any of his time. Like it, give me a four year contract and four Stanley Cups with Kirill Kaprizov. That's yes. what I that's what I'm looking for. So do, do not waste my time. Do not waste his time. 
just get it done. We're gonna b- build this team. They got to build this team quickly. Like yes. they like very like I, I don't mean to get like political here, but like Donald Trump like quickly. Like, they got to build it quickly. <laughs> like that's what they got to do though. Like yeah. you got to freaking like uh, just build around him because like that's a great point. Yeah. Like this is you don't want to waste this guy's time. He is twenty four. He's not eighteen. He's not nineteen. He's not twenty. Like he's at he's already his he's already in like a prime part yep. of his career. Like you could build up a team in next year and because you're so run, close already right. right you you They're made a close. ton of progress last yes. off season yes. you got the net minding thing figured out i think you can say um you know you you built a lot of good pieces for this wild team you locked up some important contracts you did a lot of things right and this team turned out to be better this year than a lot of people expected okay so you're already almost there yes. you're just missing just need to get over the hump and this just is need to get over is, the hump this is where so many Minnesota teams in Failed. all sports, yep. they get to this point and they can't figure it out. Yep. They can't get over the damn hump. They make a poor decision or, or I mean, just an example, uh, whether it be a coaching decision yep. or fire. I mean, just an example, uh, I'm going to depress myself, like go for football. Uh, back in the yeah. mid-2000s, they had Glenn Mason, who was a coach for here for 10 years. He was pretty good, but they fired him. Oh, well, because he, he almost made it to the Rose Bowl, which is the promised land yep. for, for Gopher fans. You yep. know, they made it through since the early 60s. And he almost made it there a couple times, just couldn't quite do it. So they fired him and they went out with the guy like Tim Brewster who's yelling stupid lines that he's never a head coach and that went to shit and they were in shambles for years and now hopefully they're getting better but like with the wild don't screw this up yeah. like you're at a point now where you're looking really good and you just gotta you just gotta extend like I think the Vikings are in the same spot yep, too like yep. they're very close to doing something like we remain optimistic but the wild like figure your shit out like we can see it and I don't know if it's I I, I I don't, I mean, I come around on Victor Rask a little bit, but I hate to say that, but my God, like, I don't, he just, there was some point where I'm like, why is he still on the roster? Well, it's, the thing is, is like, you know, if you don't get this figured out in whatever contract you sign Kaprizov to, whatever short-term contract you sign him to, good luck with those contract negotiations in four years because he sure as hell isn't going to want to stay then if you can't figure it out mm-hmm. by then. So, yeah, you've got a short amount of time to get moving here. And listen, we've all got our opinions on who they should trade for, who they should get on the team, what they need, what they don't need. At the end of the day, I have always said when it comes to sports, I respect a team, you know, a, a, the management of a team, a coaching of a team who takes chances. So take a chance. Get somebody on this team you think yeah. might be good. Right. There's no guarantees in sports. You could bring a, you could bring Alex Ovechkin on the wild team and he could have zero points in a season because every team is different. Every makeup of every team is different. Line combinations and rosters, all of those can, can be subject to, to a lot of different things. Um, but if you take a chance, I will respect you for taking that chance, even if it doesn't work out, right? If you get a center on this team and yep. for whatever reason he doesn't with Kirill Kaprizov and the Wild don't win a Stanley Cup in the next few years or whatever. At least you you tried something. Yes. If you sit on your ass and you twiddle your thumbs, like and oh you, this team we can work with this. I don't team. want no, any part of that. No, we yep. need to stop with that. Yep, that, it, we we tried that experiment. I I don't want any part of that, yes. and I, I will not respect you if you cannot take a risk here. And so, yes. um, yeah, the Wild just need to do something, and you know, talk to Krill, ask him what he wants, yeah. have a conversation yes. with him, be honest and open with him. You're the GM. Well, I mean, come on, yeah. Like, like seriously, Lo. I mean, you gotta cater to him. Like, I want LeBron James energy from Kirill Kaprizov. Yes. Tell, become the GM. Get on yes. the team that you, the guys you want. King Kirill. Come on, <laughs> man. Like seriously. Well, what's the? Uh, I mean, maybe beyond 
obviously signing Kirill Kaprizov, what's the first thing they should do this offseason? Do you think they should go after a center like Jack Eichel? Is he the is okay, Jack Eichel is the rumor. Yep. I mean, is he the guy they should go after to be that center, or is there someone else that they should be targeting? Because I mean, there's I don't even I don't even know. I'm falling a lot, but I don't know who yeah. they're gonna get. You know, it's it's kind of up in the air. It's all over the place, I feel like. Well, here's the thing with with uh, the the center position. Yes, that is at the top of their to do list. In yeah. fact, I would argue that might be the only thing on their yeah. to do list, um, other than signing Kirill Kaprizov. Um, but the thing with that is a lot of people and, you know, bless their hearts, people are optimistic and they have lots of great ideas when it comes to sports. But I think a lot of people forget about like, what can a team afford? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Like they, they're like, Oh, let's get this person yeah. on the team. It's like, yeah, great, great idea. I love that. Money but... <laughs> here. Okay. Yeah. It's just like, let's get Connor McDavid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, whatever. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah. don't have to have the money. Throw doesn't Sydney exist. Crosby and Ovechkin into right. it. You got a deal. Yeah. This so some fantasy draft, you know, out of yeah. a video game. People have lots of great ideas. Like I said, bless their hearts, but you got to be realistic with this stuff. And I do think, think that Jack Eichel is one of the options that is realistic for the wild financially. Right. The only thing that I, I keep going back to this about Jack Eichel, I am on the record saying this. You can find countless podcasts yeah. and videos where I've stated this. I'm not a huge fan of bringing Jack Eichel on this team. And there's a couple reasons for that. His hair. His hair. No, yeah. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Top like, of the list. Yeah, <laughs> you read my mind. just isn't there, bud. The um, couple things. One, uh, injury prone. I That scares yeah. me a little bit um, because especially when you've got a superstar. I mean, I think about guys like Carson Wentz all the time where I'm like, yeah. wow, talented player, but that man cannot stay away from injuries. Yeah, let's, and let's, not get a, let's not get a Byron Buxton on the wild. Yes. We're not doing Because that's that. just going to cause you more issues right. in the long run, right? right. Like you, They might have stretches of time where they're healthy and very right. good, but you're going to be paying for this player to sit around for a lot of time he could be healthy coming right, in the wild right. but you just never you know don't know that so that worries me a little bit uh second of all and this is just speculation sorry jack eichel if this is untrue um but i feel like he's got a bit of an attitude problem mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's because he came from buffalo which is fair i'd have an attitude problem too if i played for the buffalo sabers but yeah. i don't know if it's just the fact that he understands his talent and felt like he hasn't played with a good enough team yet mm-hmm. um i don't know if it's just like in general he's got an attitude problem and it doesn't matter where he goes but I just have this fear that again he would kind of poison the culture that the wild have started to build so I could be way off base with that I if the wild bring him on I hope I'm off base with that but those are my two biggest concerns um he definitely has a talent like there's no question about that um but those two things I'm worried would really minimize what he's capable of doing and ultimately detract from him being a, a star player on the Minnesota wild yeah, I, I, I've just questioned it just because, like, I it's just like going back to, like, the guy who's overhyped and going to be the number yep, overall yep. draft pick in the NFL. Like, oh, is he really going to be, like, the best guy? Yeah. Like, I'm still very, like, weary of a guy like Trevor Lawrence in the NFL. Yeah. And people hate that take. But whatever. Like, it's just like Jack Eichel's the big name out there. Yep. And it's like, well, he's probably not the only option. We're talking like he's the only option. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a top option. But, like, honestly, like, you got to factor in all those elements you talked about. Yeah. Like, how his attitude is, how that's going to affect the culture. If he's going to gel with this team, yep. like a guy like Thomas Vanek, for example, I mean, he had a great career and he came in here and he just didn't yeah. gel here. I yeah. mean, I know that there was some coaching issues. I think he came in here and we had what Todd Richards. Yeah. So, and he was, you know, he was towards the end of his career by the time right. he got here too. But, it, but, yeah. You just never know how something's going to translate. Right. right. I mean, that's the same 
argument I make with people when they're like, you know, look at how this player turned out on this team. Or if we would have drafted one ahead of this team, we would have had that. I'm like, you don't know how a player would have panned out. Yes. Even with like Alex Tuck. Like, yep. yes, it hurts. And yes, I think he showed potential even with the Wild. Right. But we don't know if he would have become this player. With or, wild, you know, yeah. the Wild all could have drafted Brock Besser if they would have had one right. position people higher. keep talking about that. I'm like, and I'm I, like I hate that. <laughs> I, 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 I love Eric Sinek. So I'm yeah. fine with that. He just fit. Because... Not every single t- people don't people forget like there's 32 teams in the yeah. NHL now actually there's 32 now with Seattle yeah they're all different systems they're yeah. all different coaches. coaches they're not run cultures. one exactly the yep. same cultures they're different players yes hockey is the same but every player is different in how they play yeah how they gel with certain players and and certain strategies yep. and certain lineups certain certain depth with with coaching and all that stuff and. You that yeah, it's a huge hypothetical. I, I know that. I mean, it's fun to make the argument and right. be like, "What if?" if but you know? it's it's really hard to actually pinpoint it down and be like, "Oh yeah, this would have worked out better if right. we would have done this." It's like you can't you can't do that. It's it's not fair to yourself. You're causing yourself a lot of stress, and it's a little right. unfair to the players as well because you just don't know. I mean, it's it's a hard argument to have. It it does drive you nuts, especially as Minnesota fans. Yeah. Like, I think we do it all the time when you look at right now. You're gonna drive yourself nuts if you yeah. think, "Well, just." Uh, because we went to Game Seven with Vegas and Colorado didn't go. If yeah. we would have beat Vegas, we would have beat Colorado. You're doing this whole web in your mind, yeah. and there's so many Not things. True. Yeah, yes. it's just. I mean, or even like Nick Letty with the, yep. the Islanders. Yes. It's like everybody yes. loses their mind over him. I'm yes. like, you guys got it. You you are causing yourself so much stress by running yeah. these circles in your head because <laughs> it, it just didn't happen. It sucks. Yeah, you can be a little angry about it, but yep. it's like it happened. And I mean, who do they get in that that? They got some all star that they were supposed to get in that in that trade. I forgot a um, prospect. I totally forgot his name. We were, I was talking about it a few weeks ago. Uh, who we <sighs> traded for Chicago to Chicago because I think we drafted him right. And then we traded him to Chicago. Yep, yep. for some high end prospect. I yep. totally forgot oh, his name, God. probably for good reason. Yep, yep. But he was supposed to be the next big thing, and he just I he just totally dropped. Yeah, and. Like mistakes like that, so that's why people freak out. But like, yeah. you, it's still it. It happened. Like you got to get over it. You're gonna drive yourself nuts. You're gonna yeah. go into a loop of like uh, you know conspiracy theories. Yeah, and, yeah. And just drive you're gonna your get so nuts. far down the hole that like you won't even know where you started right. with with this concern that you've had. And so yeah, it, it's a it's an easy you know thing to start talking about, but it's really hard to actually come to any conclusions. Just like you know when people talk about the expansion draft, I'm like mm-hmm. God, like I don't know because I don't know how this player. You know, am I gonna be sad to lose this player? I don't right. know. They might not pan out on this team. Like you just. I I don't exactly. know. It's uh, yeah. It, it's a whole wormhole that's going to cause you a hell of a lot of stress if you really take the time to think about right, it. Right, exactly. It's 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 Captain Heinz or hindsight twenty twenty or whatever. Like you're just <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What if? What if that? Yeah. You know, you're just going to drive yourself crazy. But so you. You're kind of hinting at through this conversation though that the goaltending is going to stay the same. You think it's Cam Talbot? Keep Cam Talbot, and I, for sure Kakinen. But like yeah. Talbot, I mean, I'm on board with keeping him. I I was on board with the signing of him. I was just going to ask. I don't one. remember what your take was with that. You oh, liked it from the start? Day one. Okay. I'm like, I love this signing. I know he, he's, oh, look at his stats. I'm like, well, he's he's had been up and downs, and he's had some really great stints. Yeah. He's just had, he's just, it's it's a change, though, from Devin Dubnik. And yep. I, I really liked what I saw this year out of him. And a guy like Capo Kakinen, I don't, I just don't see them making a change to that unless an option comes away, comes out of the woodwork. You know, unless they want to get rid of Talbot and yeah. go with Capo like that, you know, be a starter. But I think they might keep it at least for another year. 
I don't think that they're going to do any trades or anything. I think right. the only way that the goaltending situation would change is if they choose to expose a goaltender in, in the, the expansion yep. draft. Okay. Um, but I was a anti Cam Talbot person uh, really? when he was signed. I was really upset. I just, I felt like he was just Devin Dubnik 2.0 and I love Devin Dubnik, right? Like we talked about how it's like, oh, it's right. so sad to see him go. He's such a nice guy, but he well, was like, he didn't I, fit the team I anymore. I wanted to yell dubs at Wild Games. <laughs> has nothing to do, that's just not going to win him Stanley Cup. Sorry. Yeah, like he, great guy, played, had some amazing years with the Wild, some of the best of his career, um, but you know, was just you know, out of touch with it at the end of it. And, you know, it was sad to see him go, but it had to happen. So when they brought Talbot on, I'm like, man, you know, you look at some of his stats. It's like, yeah, he's had some good years. He's played pretty damn well in the playoffs. Right. And now that I look back on it, though, I'm like, you know, I feel like he hasn't really he didn't really play for that good of teams. Mm-hmm. You know, he was kind of on these teams who were average and, and you know, didn't really maybe have a chance to, to truly shine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when he came on, I was a little disappointed. I didn't, you know, I was freaking out about it. I'm like, God, this was a big thing the wild needed to fix. And I felt like it was more of just like a bandaid rather than like an mm-hmm. entire patch job. Right. And, um, uh, it's that meme of slapping the duct tape on the right. water yeah, tank. Exactly. That's what the flex seal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm like, well, okay, we'll see how long this mm-hmm. lasts for, but he really proved me wrong. And I'm mm-hmm. not afraid to admit, that I thought Talbot did everything that was asked of him this year um and you know they said from the beginning Talbot's our guy we he is our number Mm -hmm. one guy we're gonna go to him all of this and they they followed through with that and Talbot came through and he played some really great games for the wild he won some games for the wild and now listen Talbot's not the flashiest goaltender on the face of the planet but that's what I love about him that guy is so calm and comfortable in the Mm -hmm. net and I think that for me was what really sold me on him Mm -hmm. was Devin Dubnik bless his heart played a little chaotically, yep. right? It was easy to get in his head. You mm-hmm. could tell when he was thrown off tell, his game. <laughs> you could see it. And it was all downhill after that point yeah. in the game, right? right? Like when he lost it, he lost it. And um, Talbot is a lot different. He's very comfortable. He's he's cool. He's calm. He's collected. Um, he's reliable. And I like that. And the way he played in the playoffs, I thought he was going toe-to-toe with Marc-Andre Fleury, who mm-hmm. is going to be in the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So you you proved your point. I'm on board with Talbot now. Give me some more of that. Um, I think that he has earned our trust, and um, I would love for him to be back on this team next year. So, you know, if they expose one of the goalies, I wouldn't be devastated. I'd understand right. it, uh, especially if you're doing it strategically to try to protect some other players who are maybe going to be here more long term. Um, but I, I have no problem with him being our starting netminder for another season. Yeah, I've always – I don't know. I, I guess when he – for, we first signed it. I had a hunch because I'm like I trust Bill Guerin, but yep. I have seen him play in the past, uh-huh. and I know he hasn't been this all right, all right starting right. goaltender. But I'm like he kind of has this vibe of like uh, these goalies that go off in the playoffs from Anton Hudobin right, or something. Right. Like, he's got a vibe like that. He's he's it's something different. He kind of has a more of a calm demeanor when I've seen him. So I'm like yep. you know it's, it's 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 just different because I literally can imitate uh, Devin Dubnik when we when we played in January. When we went out and filmed our good old hockey time video, I, mm-hmm. I stood up my goalie stuff, and I was just joking around like between yeah. between shots. Like I'm like, "Hey guys, what goalie am I?" I just let in a goal. Yeah, just like yeah, I'm, and they're like, "Oh, Devin Dubnik." Huh? It's like, yeah, because you could just <laughs> yeah. you could see on his face when he let in a goal, it was in his head. Yeah, and that's the last thing you want to do when you, when you are a goalie because you're you're thinking you're playing back the previous goal and you're not focusing on the game completely. And with Cam Talbot, it looked like he was. Letting it go? Okay. Yeah. Next, next. Th- right back at me. it. Ne- next, next, next. I mean, next how many games off the top of your head this season can you think of that Cam Talbot lost us? Not many, Not right? Not many. With Probably Dubnik, one, one right. hand you can count. Right. With Dubnik, right. it was like 
God, there we go. We lost that game because right. Dubnik let in four goals in the third period, right? Like it was one of those things yes. where, yeah, every goalie's going to let in goals. Every goalie's going to yeah, have it's bad part games. Of the, it's part of the game. Yep. Like it's going to happen. They're going like, to get pulled from time to time. Mm-hmm. The superstars, it happens to them. So you can't be caught up in all that. But at the end of the day, he was reliable yes. and trustworthy. And I, I just, you know, it's. I I like him and I didn't have faith in him at the beginning, but like you said, I I trusted Billy, so I'm right. like, okay, if if Bill made There's this move, right I trust this here. Um, but yeah, I I you know, it's it's just Devin Dubnik was he 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 lost the Wild a lot of games, and it the you know the thing is is um like two weeks ago we had Bob Kurtz on our podcast, mm-hmm. great episode, quick plug if you want to go check it out. He's it's retiring, a good right? Um, we could not get him to confirm. Oh. We asked him, we tried to get him to tell us. Um, Damn, I hope he doesn't. Love, but Bob I know. Yeah. I uh, yeah. So we had him on the podcast, and he said a great quote that he had heard from somebody else yeah. back in the day, and he said that goaltending. Uh, is name a percentage, whatever you want. 50% of the game mm. when your team plays well, mm. when they're not playing well, it's 100% of the game, right? Yeah. You mm-hmm. need your goalie to be on their game at yep. all times. If you mm-hmm. have a forward not playing well, you can survive. If mm-hmm. one of your demons having a tough game, you'll yep. survive. If your goalie's having a bad game, good luck. He's good luck. <laughs> la- last, last line of defense. Yep. Like, y- you need that. And, like, going back to your point on, like, uh, you know, him not being flashy, like uh, Mar- Marc-Andre Fleury, yep. I was saying that same exact thing watching the playoffs when he was making fantastic saves. Like, he's not out there, you know, doing these crazy glove saves or diving <laughs> around, just knocking shit all over the yeah. place. And, like, holy shit. And Cam Talbot's not doing anything close to that. He's yeah. not as flexible or as quick. But he's such a smart goalie, like, watching yep. him. He is so smart on his angles. He yes. knows how to take like an angle and and know where to be. So like, that he doesn't have to make the right, flashy exactly. thing. He's so sound in the yes. way that he moves. And you can tell the other thing with like Dubnik, and I don't I'm not trying to bash Dubnik. Like right. I, I really this love is a Dubnik. Dubnik bash episode. <laughs> yeah, like no. first of all, I, I loved no. when, I was sad when he left. I mm-hmm. loved him playing for the he Wild. He had some good good, you know. His first like three years were incredible. Um, But anyway, Dubnik, you know, one of the biggest things about goalies is watch their eyes. You know, when they watch Mm -hmm. where they're looking, watch where their head is turning. Dubnik would be so caught up in everything else going on around him. Alex Stalock was kind of the same way, right? He'd get so caught up Mm -hmm. in everything that you'd throw them off their game. They're not watching this. They're watching that instead. They're shoving guys on the side of the net. Cam Talbot, his eyes are always it, on the puck. It, it looks like always. he's just, and yes. that's what they he's like. They so teach zoned you. In. Yep. If you're a goalie, like growing up, I played goalie, so they would teach you like eyes on the puck all yep. times. So you get distracted, and sometimes they tell you to like, oh, you can look at the player's eyes a little bit to see if yep. like they're if they're like eyeing a different spot. Especially or if you but, can't see the puck, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. Then you can maybe do that, but like your your best friend is just looking at the puck. Yep. There's so much shit going on. But you got to focus on the puck. And yeah, that's a good point. Like, mm-hmm. Devin Dubnik was so distracted. I think Stalock just honestly wanted to play the puck. So he was looking for an opportunity <laughs> yeah. to, like, go out or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, they, but it's so crazy. He looks so, it looks almost like he's a robot out there. Yeah. He's just moving and you just Well, see they'd his show, head. like, close ups of replays yes. and his yeah. head would be like this. It's, it's like incredible. on a swivel. He's watching it like this. It's incredible like focus. there's seven players in the crease and yeah. Cam Talbot's eyes are on the puck yes. or looking for yeah. it. And there's, that's what I want in my net There's some guy pretty much almost yeah. slashing him. He's just sitting there looking at it. He's like, I don't care if you hit me, dude. Like, he's not flinching or anything. Like, that's the perfect recipe for a goalie. So, I mean, I, I like yeah. what I've seen to see that. And if we could go with him for, going forward, like, I would be very happy. And th- this is coming from somebody who yeah. is like, like the queen of chaos. Like yeah. I love chaos. Right. Al Stalock chirping Corey Perry yes. saying that he's, you know, an uh, F and pussy and he's saying yeah, all this stuff. Right. Like I love that. Yes. Okay. But 
at the end of the day, I want that in other positions. Yes. You know, like get, I want a forward like that. I want a D man like that. I don't want my goalie like mm-hmm. that. I need you calm. Save Focus. the chaos for everything else, right? And and even in between plays, don't be getting distracted by right. all that extra stuff. You see the goalie skate away all the time, mm-hmm. right? They yep. don't want to get yep. caught up in that. They skate away. Let your let your teammates defend you if something happened. Let them take care of that business. Stay focused. And Cam Talbot was so good at that. And uh, I wish I would have given him more of a chance at the beginning of the year because I think I wasted a lot of this year kind of like being very skeptical. Just being pissed. At Once I finally yeah. really liked him, I was like, this is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I appreciate this man and what he's done for this team. So yeah, please, please be back for more Cam Talbot. Well, I remember after the first couple games and when... He still looked good, but I think they they had those two games against L.A. where they actually came back, yep. both of them, yep. and people were like, oh, Talbot letting some bad goals. I'm like, no, he really didn't. Like yeah. He had some good games, and people were like, oh, well, he gave up three goals. He's just not going to be – he's just not the guy. Yeah. I'm like, it's been two games, and we actually yep. won them both. <laughs> yeah. Like, calm down. It turns out he's done he's done amazing things with the team, and Capo Kakadin, too. Like, yeah. he's he, – he's, uh, He's, you can tell he's still learning. Yep. He gets a little fidgety down yep. there. Like he'll he'll drop a, a bad rebound or yeah. he looks like he gets in his head a little bit. But he's been he's You can tell he's got potential. Impressed. Yes, yeah. oh, for sure. But Cam Talbot, like he is just like a, your typical professional yep. style goalie that you could win a cup with uh, if you build a right team around him yeah. and, you know, just protect him a lot. You know, it's I feel like I'm talking about Kirk Cousins, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but no, I think he, he does have a lot of responsibility. And when yep. he's had that responsibility and he had, he's had to win games for us, he's done it. When yeah. Dubnik, you know, another thing, too, there's been countless games this se- past season, uh, you know, when we were in overtime, three and three overtime, this was actually the year too where they, they turned the tide on their damn overtime curse. Yes. Three and three. Yes. Finally. Yes. And I think I and I almost give that ninety percent credit to because of probably Camp Talbot. Yep. Because there were so many damn games where ten seconds in, top like, over the glove, well, game over. Yep, yeah. You, knew, you, knew they're, you know they're going to score. Like yeah. you just knew it, and they'll go down right in the slot. Oh, yep, they're scoring. They score. All right, guys, let's go. We're done. <laughs> yeah. And there was there was plays like that, like oh, like at the beginning of the year, like oh, they're going to score, and Talbot makes the save. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit! Like he's not quick, but he's there on the angle for whatever. Yep. Dubnik couldn't save a lot of those, and you're not you're not going to save a lot of those pucks, or you know, if you're in the slot, but like Dubnik yeah. can save. It's like you couldn't save a damn one. Yeah. And Talbot's out here making these immaculate saves. Like, it's just, it's very relieving to have a team like yep. that that can actually pull it off and pull off close games. Yep. And battle back. Right. They yep. did that in the playoffs. It sucked that they lost in game seven, but from the battle back is very unlike them. Yeah. Minnesota team to get down 3 1 and a battle back and, you know, push a game seven and almost win. So yeah. I'm just hoping that. Whatever success continues, they build around a team yep. and and all that stuff because it's uh, it would be such a waste of talent the way this team has been. So it, they, they were so fun to watch this year, though. It was a blast. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, I kind of said this. I put out a tweet at the end of the season where I was like, I don't remember the last time I had this much fun watching mm-hmm. a wild team. Like, it was truly... You felt every game they had a chance to win. And yep, yes, exactly. they had some teams in their division this year that, that were pretty soft teams, right? Like you, yep. you knew that those LA Vega or LA Arizona, um, Arizona oh, and yeah. San Jose games were gonna be relatively uh, in the you know, more in the wild's favor than the, than their opponent. Um, but they played some tough teams too. Mm-hmm. They had a hell of a time against Colorado. They played Vegas well all season. Those were good games to watch. Um and and you know, St. Louis for whatever reason had their number this year. But um I every single game Game. I had such a good time watching yep. them. I mean, even the games they lost, I'm like, ah, you know what? They they still play. Kirill got a goal, or they played. You know, it was fun. They made it to OT. Whatever. There's been so many years before where it's 
I almost dread watching some games. I you know, know, it's like, God, yep. I know they're going to get their ass handed not to them today this. or yep. this week or a certain player gets in- injured and you're like, well, they're not going to be good for the next two weeks. Um, but this year, man, every game was so fun. Mm. And I-, I moved out of my parents' house at the uh, end of last summer mm. and my dad and I watched sports together all the time. Mm. I would go to my parents' house as much as I could mm. to watch games with them um, between football and hockey. And God, my dad and I had such a good time watching mm-hmm. games. And that's why I have more optimism at the end of this season than before. And people I know were kind of giving the wild fans shit. It's like, ah, you're doing the classic, ah, but we had fun thing. It's like, well, this one I think is just oh, a dude. little bit different. You don't come back from 3-1. No. It just doesn't happen. And, and we're very self-aware fans. We'll admit when we're being kind of ridiculous, this year truly, truly, truly felt different. And I have more optimism mm-hmm. moving into the offseason and into you know near near future seasons um, than, I, than I have in such a long time and that's why it's like yeah it's disappointing it hurts it's gut-wrenching you lose in game seven um you still got some things to, to tweak here to build a really really good team but there's so many things they've done right recently and they are so close to having one of the best teams mm-hmm. i think in the nhl yeah. with just a few changes mm-hmm. they're gonna be hard changes um but if you can if billy can get it done man this team is gonna be so fun to watch next year. Especially going into next year when they're going to probably have full capacity. Yes. Playing more teams. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get to a game. I haven't seen them live with Kirill yet. I heard he's just amazing to watch live for the people that have gone there. And that's going to be incredible having that home ice advantage again. Like having 3,000 fans or it just didn't do justice for for having that home ice advantage. So having that pack is going to be so fun. I'm gonna definitely gonna get back to games and it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. I'm we'll we'll definitely be down there probably a lot of Sten K guys and stuff. <laughs> we'll try to create a beer snake at the X. Oh that, hell no, yeah. I don't know if they'll allow us they'd to probably, never, they'd you, probably shut that yeah, down. Yeah, they'll shut that down. There it's it's classier. Like yeah. I, I get it. Like and that's a that's a nice Baseball, you're looking for things to keep right. yourself occupied. Hockey, you're yes. so busy watching the game. Yeah. yeah, that would distract a lot of people. So I'm not <laughs> we're probably not gonna touch that. But yeah, definitely looking forward to the season and and we'll see what happens. This was like a a long grieving session of yeah. our thoughts on the wild. It's like free therapy. It was it was therape- it's therapeutic for you yeah. listeners out there to talk 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 all the wild and digest everything. So, but yeah, I think that pretty much does it for an episode. Talked to talked about a lot of things, hit on other things, and um, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Man, we covered just about everything. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, looking forward to next season. Hopefully, uh, we'll be back here when the season comes, chatting about all mm-hmm. the cool stuff the Wild are doing. Yep. And uh, or you guys can come visit me in my apartment when right. you go to games. Either way, right. uh, it'll be a fun we'll, season. We'll be next down year. there a hell of a lot more <laughs> just because it's we might have tickets or whatever. Yeah. We'll be down there for more of the or pregame at yeah. my apartment. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, we'll do it. Why not? You live right next to it. That's yeah. awesome. So or we'll be talking a year from now when they're hoisting the. Cup. Oh yeah, baby! Yeah, why not? Let's go. <laughs> there we go. God damn! How many times have like Minnesota fans said, "We'll talk a year from now when we win, or we're gonna, this is our year"? You so know? well, we're optimistic. But, but Sue I, us. I love it. I love <laughs> yeah. it. But this year is different. But well, if that 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 should wrap up another episode, guys. Again, I want to thank uh, thank Alexis Pearson for coming on of the Bar Down Beauties podcast. And listen to Bardown Beauty's podcast. You just had one on with Bob Kurtz, right? Bob Kurtz, Bob Kurtz. Linda Cohen, and yep. then uh, for those listening, I we haven't announced this yet, but we've got Buzz Schneider for oh, wow. um, next week. We already recorded the interview, so nice. if you guys are Olympic hockey fans, um, that's gonna that was a really fun interview to do. So that one's coming out next week. Hell yeah! Well, that's good stuff. I know Bob Kurtz. He's the obviously the radio guy for yeah. the for the Wild. I know that would be that he's a great person and great announcer and yeah. super energetic. And- we try to get him to spill the beans. And if he's yeah, retiring, yes. he would not give us the info. I'm hoping that's I'm that maybe is optimist. I'm yeah. optimistic that he's going to come back because I, I just know don't know. Older. Imagine listening to anybody but Bob Kurtz do it right. Like that's, it's 
that's like a voice growing up that I heard. Like it was it was John Gordon of the Twins. Oh yeah. Um, um he retired, you know, like 10, 11 years ago, and now it's Corey Provis. Love Corey Provis. Yeah. But uh, he was like a notorious voice, and then Bob Kurtz was yep. just. I mean, because when I was like four or five years old, my dad gave me this. Uh, he bought this at Best Buy, like this Minnesota Wild CD. I don't know. I might still have it, but it was like six tracks. It was like the one, first track was like the opening game at the XO Energy uh-huh. Center, and it was like Bob Kurtz's call. No so, way, that's so it's, cool. It's, 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 it's really crazy. Like I should see if I can find it, but it's like the opening crowd and everything, and it announces the first goal ever, uh-huh. and you know Darby Hendrickson, I think it was at the X, yep. I believe yep. it was that call, and then there was like it has the wild goal song on it, and then it has like rock and roll. All night by Kiss on it, some <laughs> random songs, and then it has like random calls throughout yeah. the year. That first season, that's cool. Yeah, it's really neat. It was. I, I should see if I still have it somewhere, but I remember my. We I play it. My dad would play it when I was like five or six in the yeah. car. So Bob Kurtz would always be on that yeah. thing. But besides listening on the radio, so like it's so weird that he's still announcing. But it'd be kind of sad if he retires. God, yeah, because he's always been a part of that sports experience growing up, growing yeah. up listening to the Wild and watching the Wild and stuff. So. But no, that that's definitely awesome that you got him on the Bardown Beauties yeah. podcast. But I'm glad that you're able to come on and yeah. and, and, sp- and spill your knowledge on, on the wild the and hockey. Ten K studio. Back in the ten K studio HQ. This is some <laughs> high tech shit yeah. in here right now. The I window mean, is fixed. The, I mean honestly. Well, it's... technically it's nailed shut. We can't open it. <laughs> is that it. a fire hazard? Probably. <laughs> I mean, we have like a vent we've talked about this so many times. We have like a vent up there that like we've been told <laughs> yeah. that that's supposed to be on the outside of a house. <laughs> So, and we just have, we have holes in the wall that we're covering up by actually a Miko Koivu picture. Like there's like- Great memorabilia. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely covered this up like crazy, but we're actually moving out at the end of August. So- Oh no, where are you guys going? Well, we're probably going to, we're going to try to find a temporary space for two months and then we're probably going to move into a big house together, like in November, in November timeframe. That's going to be kind of like, we're going to deck out maybe like the basement as like a studio and stuff. And get a big house, stuff like that. Big so, moves. Yeah, big moves going on. We're going to have the cloud house. It's going to be cool. The cloud but house. Parties. No, I don't know. We're not going to go with that. We're not going to call it that. Probably. That'd be weird. <laughs> but unless we want to. So, uh, but yeah, it's 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 been fun in here. But yeah, we're glad that you're able to come back and yeah. and, and yeah, enjoy you bringing, you bringing you on here and talking hockey especially and talking wild. And yeah, uh, again, guys, uh, if you want to check out more of our stuff, too, if you don't follow us already, you can follow 10K Takes on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok. TikTok as well. <laughs> I can't ever forget about the, the ticker, the TikTok. Uh, we're also on YouTube as well. So that's where we post more of our full videos, stuff like that. That's where we post our full softball videos. Uh, we're 1 in 15 right now, so it's not the greatest, but... Mm-hmm. I'm their number one fan. Yeah, she's our number one fan. Self-proclaimed. <laughs> no, definitely, like, you've been, like, one of... Uh, three people there other than like my parents uh, and a couple I was there with your parents right (laughs) right and my dog yep yep so I love her (laughs) yes it's uh, it's she's our mascot Um, uh, yeah obviously but yeah we're one in 15 we're we're still having a fun time out there we're making content but we put all that stuff on YouTube put all the clips obviously on all our social medias you can obviously go to our blog too at 10ktakesmn.com we have some wacky blogs on there there's been some great Weird controversy over IPAs. Yeah, that got a lot of people fired up. Yeah, like there's some like rebuttal blogs. Um, two of our bloggers were like like fighting against each other in blogs. <laughs> blogger, and stuff. Beef. blogger beef. Blogger yeah, beef. Like, hashtag blogger beef. And uh, so no, you can see all that stuff on there. We also have a shop on there. We have some shirts left. I think we have a few Benino, 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 Benino shirts um, of those left. So if you want some of those, uh, you can maybe snag some of those. But uh, again, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Minnesota Rundown featuring Alexis Pearson of Bardown Beauty's podcast. 
I'm, of course, JJ Journalist Jake, the host. Have a good rest of your week, everybody. Thank you.